Welcome to the Good Fight Tattoo podcast. Here's your opportunity to eavesdrop on the conversations and stories that are told in our tattoo studio in London. There will be adult themes and strong language, so listener discretion is advised. In this week's episode, I talk with my customer about the difficult time he had working in a charity in Bangladesh. Recording again. Sweet. Crack on doing the rest of the tattoo. That's a shame that didn't record. Uh, I, I can speak about it. I don't mind. I feel like it was pretty traumatic for you to relive it again a bit. I don't want to. Nah, I've, honestly, I don't want to make make you talk about <laughs> it again. <laughs> we can go back to the fact that you were pretending to be James yesterday, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Just two good-looking guys with mustaches, you know. <laughs> What's inspired Bowie with a boat on his face? <laughs> David Boaty. David Boaty. I mean, that that alone is... Uh, is that where it comes from? That alone. Do you know, this? if this gets on the podcast, this will be the only time I've actually referred to what I'm tattooing. Yeah. I never, ever talk about what I'm tattooing. I'll be honest, yeah, never, honest for the first. <laughs> never bother with it, yeah. Because um, I don't want it to be about that. One nah. of the things that, like, part of the point of this whole podcast is, like, I'm fucking sick and tired of... Miami Ink bullshit of like people going on and talking about this tattoo means this to me because <laughs> of something that happened in this scenario and because like it's it's making tattooing a bit weird in as much as it's making like people feel like they have to have something like that to get yeah. a tattoo yeah and when you, can, you can just you can just fucking like a tattoo you can just draw pictures you can just want a picture you know, I feel like I should just say nothing. In answer to that. Is there a? Is there a? There's, there's, there's no meaning really. I mean, I, good. I um, I, I, uh, I have a lot of friends who've got really like sentimental tattoos, and I think that's really cool. I have a lot of silly tattoos. Yes, yeah. they're silly and they're fun. Well, tattoos should just look cool. Yeah, the only thing I have with tattoos is that basically I like cool tattoos. I like, yeah. I like silly ones to be honest. This is actually the most like non-silly one I've got, but um. I've got them in different places. When we had all the um, like mistake of you not uh, you turning up yesterday yeah. on the wrong day, yeah. like, I've, like it's <laughs> happened before. It's been my fault, and I've been like, oh, "Fuck, I'm such a dickhead." <laughs> and then like when when it was your when when you've like looked at it and gone, yeah. oh, "That's my fault." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, "Oh, phew." Today, when I was sitting there waiting for you, because you were early yesterday, yeah, I was yeah. expecting you to be early yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. And then it got to about five past eleven, so and I was coming. like, "He's not fucking coming, no," because I was looking forward to doing this, and I was like, "Don't <laughs> not come in now, for fuck's sake!" Just because we didn't do it yesterday, no. Mm, I wouldn't miss it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, no, it's super meaning. I've, the only thing I've got is tattoos in different countries, just because yeah. I like doing that. From the uh, now, from what you've just said about um, all that stuff that went on with the charity, yeah, I can see why like you made a mess up. Because well, you were in like Bangladesh when you when I did it. So the time, I think it's the time. I don't know because I was I really overthought like going through it, like checking it. I think it is slightly different times. So I think I managed to put the wrong date. But you did say the twenty fourth. But then I think when I put it in, because I was like, this is wrong. This feels wrong. So I like messaged you like still on for Sunday, and you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah obviously you, sorry, yeah, that's. No, I know. I yeah. think it's it's more on me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He messaged me. Uh, he emailed me and was like, "Still on for Sunday." And for some reason, I thought like, you know, my customer Jack. I've, he'd also emailed me on the same day, and I was like, yeah. I just confused the two and was like, "Yeah, yeah, Sunday's cool," because he was coming in on Sunday. So it's partly. 
It's partly my fault as well. I'll, uh, it worked out. We got. Now you've called me out on that, I'll we, hold my hands up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take seventy percent of the blame. <laughs> How about that? Fair enough. I think that's a fair percentage. But yeah, man, if like all that stress was going on at the time, yeah, I think I can see how it'd be easy yeah. to yeah. get things a little confused. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about it again? Only if you're comfortable, because yeah. I feel a bit like I feel a bit like when we talked about it a second ago, like, yeah. and it wasn't recording. We spent about half an hour talking about it. Yeah. It seemed like it was pretty difficult for you, so I don't want to put you through. Well, it's only talking the way about you go it, again. it again when you when you speak about it. But I've spoken about it loads. I mean, do you think it helps you talking about it? I do you think, think it that. helps you process it? A little bit. I think I think I'm getting to the point now where, soon where it'll be like I don't need to talk about this much anymore. I think there's a need when I came back to kind of say. Thing is, when people ask you, because you know, obviously, I've told a lot of friends I was going away and uh, I was working on this project for the you know the, the first half of the year. Um, they obviously want to ask me when I see them, so then they they ask you like, how was it? And then yeah. the hard thing is like, like unless they're like really close mates or they've really got time to like, it's a this is. If I was going to real detail, it's about it's an at least an hour conversation yeah. of like me just talking at somebody, and I don't know if I want. Not everyone's got time for that. Not everyone wants that. Uh, but then it's it's slightly hard. So I've got like the version I'd say, oh, it was it was really good, but you know, challenging at points. Um, and yeah. there were definitely some negative elements to it. So that's my like summary of it. And then if they ask what, more... Just so when people ask you, you've yeah, just got something where you can go... Yeah, because... Yeah, well, because... Well, let's be honest. Like, people ask, but they don't always want to know. Like, Well, no, me and my... Yeah, yeah. Like, my friend, uh, he's, a com- he, he's a comedian, and he did, a, like, a, uh, like, a whole bit about the fact that in this country, we ask people what they... You know, how their day is or how they are. Sure, yeah. Not wanting a fucking answer... And if someone gives you an answer, yeah. you're just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. It's such a weird yeah. thing that we do in this country. Yeah. So I'm, all, I'm always giving them a warning. I'm like, okay, I'll, and they're like, oh, how, you know, like, I want to know more. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk to you, but it, it's something I, I feel I have to give it justice and want to explain every element of it because I do have, you know, reservations and like negative feelings towards the situation I was put in. But then I also have a lot of respect for the organization. Place me there, even though I think they made some mistakes, and I I want to explain the whole picture, I guess, and like. So if you're comfortable talking yeah. about it again, yeah, yeah. Like just if anything, maybe just give an overview of like what yeah. we just talked about. Okay, so at most, yeah. like, don't, <laughs> yeah. like you don't need to go into all of the yeah like ins and outs of it like before, yeah. but just like an overview yeah, yeah. of what happened. So um, I, I it was my first project working abroad or first leading a project abroad uh, for. A development-based charity. Um, One that this time we're not going to name. Not going to name. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, and I. So we we were following like, the development goals, um, but we had kind of three main focuses. So my my team of it was about twenty. Uh, I had them in like they were in three different groups. Um, so one focused on um, livelihoods. Uh, so that's basically just creating jobs in the community that we worked um, and yeah, helping people, but also like making them aware, like, especially like, for instance, the area we were in was um, going to be quite affected by global warming in the next 40 years, and the main form of agriculture was uh, fish farming, 
so just kind of advocating or promoting that maybe they need to think of other ways of yeah. making a living. Um, and yeah, the second one was uh, sexual reproductive health rights. Uh, so where I worked, that really constituted um, uh, talking about menstruation um, and sanitary products and sanitary, as that was a problem identified uh, by us and by the, the area themselves and like the council we worked with. Um, and then also child marriage is, mm-hmm. is one of the highest in the world where we were. And again, I said this already, but um, that wasn't coming from us deciding we wanted to do that. That was the government recognizing that these are two areas that needed. Uh, yeah. So the the important thing is is like there's some fucking social yeah. justice warriors out there. That yeah, exactly. Sit there and go, you, what are you doing? Exactly. Going to another country, telling them exactly. how to live. Other. It yeah. wasn't you. Yeah. Your, you know, your, it yeah. wasn't coming from you. It was coming from their own government. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and that's why I chose this this particular organisation to work for is because I think they have a good a good um, ethos towards that and well, really like cultural what I sensitivity. Want. Yeah. And like yeah. really not wanting to be. Um, especially since it is a colonial country, to have a British-based organisation come out there yeah. to help. I, <laughs> to I, come back and go, we're back exactly, again. Exactly, with my moustache. Here we are again, <laughs> telling you how to live your lives. <laughs> my twirled moustache thing. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, no, so... But so, like... No, seriously, yeah. Like, just to sum up, like, basically, like, you had to pull your team out because of something, that, like a dangerous threat that happened. Yeah, I... Yeah, so I had a lot of trust, I think, in the charity. Um, but in reality, I don't think a lot of research was done in the area were. And, um, yeah, and and I ended up um, having, a, like, really serious security and safeguarding issues uh, for my team. And I think, like, important to mention that most of the people working as part of my group, half of them are from, from the country and half were from the UK. Um, and they're all like quite young, and we're not an experienced team. We're not experts coming into an area, um, and uh, all adults, but yeah, not not super experienced and quite young adults. Um, and a lot of it was receiving sexual harassment, uh, which was mainly in the form of catcalling or, um, as it's known over there, eve teasing. Um, it's illegal, yeah. So they have really strong laws in place. Lot stronger than here, which um, can prosecute against prosecute against that. Um, really quickly before we go on, James. Yeah. James, do you reckon you could do us a favour and just press stop on the the thing, and then press record again, just to make sure we've got at least that much. There we go. So then we're recording again. So at least it definitely has that bit. <laughs> I won't do the, the third the third chapter. And we might have to like do this in relays, James. We might have to get you to <laughs> be the stop start guy while you're not tattooing. <laughs> I'll try some it quicker. But yeah, so you, like you were saying about catcalling, and it, that's illegal in, in Bangladesh. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I think you can be prosecuted for two years in jail. I think in reality that doesn't actually happen, but definitely you can be prosecuted and get fined. And like, so does, it, does it happen? Do many people get fines, or does, many, does it happen um, at all? I don't think it's a huge amount, but I've definitely heard of it happening before we came and like people being like maybe a move from a community like if that happened they then had to go and live in another area away from the person they've done it again. Oh right so that you can literally get people like almost like a restraining order exactly. from yeah. it. Yeah yeah yeah. Right. Um, 
and then you know in the case one of, so I had part of my job was um, because this happened very early on and like because uh, I felt not super secure in the, where we were and like there were like there was a massive festival happening which I wasn't told about before we came which meant that hundreds and if not thousands of men from out of town were all working or all having a party in our area um, which brought like kind of like worries for me for my team's well-being and then as well as that just to clarify because you were saying earlier that yeah. it's not that you think that the particularly men of that country are like this it's a small percentage of men that behave, behave yeah. this well way. well the I can only I only have really good things to say about the people I had a relationship with in Bangladesh they were incredibly warm and really Cause I caring think, I think it's important to make that distinction yeah. right if, if, if that's your you know, because that's what you were saying before when the, the recording crapped out. Yeah. That you don't believe it to be a, a thing of the majority of people no. from that area. No, not at all. No, I, I think it's a really... Way. But it's like often... It seems to be a lot of like a small, very small percentage, but they do seem to have the power, I guess. At least they did in my community. So do you think it is those more powerful people that actually behave in that way? I don't think I'm an expert to really like... So I can only really speak about what happened like when your I was experience. there. Yeah. yeah. I, um, but um, yeah, so uh, getting verbal verbal abuse with sexual elements at a lot of my female members um, kind of happening, and like, so I organised like police escorts and like um, would travel myself every time my team travelled if I could, mm-hmm. or had like the police go with them or. Um, or maybe another member of senior member of staff if they're available. Yeah. Um, but uh, what? So an incident happened where we were talking about yeah about if it actually again can get um, prosecuted. So we did one occasion definitely there was a, a man who was yelling sexual advances at um, my team as they were travelling, and we actually had a policeman uh, on close by, and that he was reprimanded, but. Um, and he did go. They had a, he went out like a small trial, I think, mm-hmm. and I think he got a fine. I don't think he got jail time, but he got a fine, and like not allowed to come near our area, I guess, of where we worked. Um, but uh, I mean, that's where some of the trouble started from because when that happened, a member of the youth club, one of the groups we kind of work with a lot, uh, the committee member of that youth club. Um, who was, from my opinion, not a very good man um, and actually one of the main perpetrators for a lot of, uh, they call it Eve teasing, like catcalling himself. I, I learnt later in the community. Um, witnessed this happening and approached one of my team saying, don't involve the police, um, it's not good. Uh, and then what their response was, no, our... Our um, manager has said to do this, and it's against the law. And how can we do our job if this happens all the time? Um, and then he went away. And then he, after the man got taken away, he came and approached um, our team later and spoke to the same guy again from my team and said, "You shouldn't have done that today. Um, how would you like it if, in retaliation, someone from the community threw acid in the face of one of your team?" And I, I think he did say a uh, female member of your team, um, but I guess any member of our team, really. Um, and like, a bit of a backdrop to that, there was about an hour and a half away from our working community, um, 
four days before, a, um, a woman was burnt alive uh, for reporting sexual harassment yep. above her school teacher. So you had to take it very seriously. I mean, I would have taken it seriously anyway, but yeah. this was quite like you, really, really, had really felt, and I didn't feel I had much support. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was unfortunate. I mean, like, my project officer was sick, and like um, my counterpart, who also were meant to lead the team as a team, like from Bangladesh, mm-hmm. and like give me more insight, I guess, into like um, the appropriate way to do certain things. Um, he actually hurt his foot very early on, and he was gone for basically the entire time we were in community. So I was very much on my own. It sounds like a sounds like a lot of scenarios all coming together exactly, to culminate yeah. into this one difficult situation which, which personally what, yeah. I think you've handled in exactly the best way possible thank you like I we mean, were, we were, like we mentioned it before when you was like uh, when we were recording and it didn't work but I think like one of the important things is that you don't ever go away from that going oh, I could have done I could yeah. have done something different because like like I said to you yeah. before the main thing is is Everyone was safe, no one was hurt. You, you pulled your team out, you did what you, you had to do at the time to make sure that that was the case. Yeah. And that's the important thing. I agree, and you know, that's kind of what I was saying. It's like I, I, do, I, I do agree with that, and I, I you know, not, not to sound too big headed, but I do feel I generally did everything I could have, and more. And that doesn't sound big headed. Um, well, I really cared. I really, really generally cared, and like, I felt so responsible for them. But at the same time, like, yeah, you're definitely right. And I'm not, it's not like I feel guilt about it, but I think part of processing it is if just being human. You, you do play out, like, should I have done this differently or, or whatever? Um, and I think that will stop soon. It's just, you know, this is still quite fresh and I'm still, uh, still learning from it, I guess. Yeah, because you're also saying you've only just come back like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, it's still, still quite a relatively yeah. new. Um, but thank you, I appreciate that. No, man. Validation's like, good, I do like Jesus, it. like, that's <laughs> such a difficult situation to be put in. And, like, how old are you? Uh, 25. 25, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. Fuck that. Yeah. Like, yeah. The responsibility of that when you're, at like, 25 years old. Yeah. And to have dealt with it in that way, you've done everything. You've done everything that you can do, man. Like, guys. <laughs> no, seriously, because it seemed like when we were talking about it before, you were sort of a little bit sort of upset at yourself. Yeah, I think that was more. As you, the, I mean, you know, I know James was saying guilt. It's not like it, it's more that thing of when you leave, because obviously we left the community, and now I'm back here, and I'm getting a tattoo with you, and yeah. I'm really enjoying my life back in London. But knowing that, you know, because there's all the other things that you know about when you come in, like you know, I slept on a plank for eight weeks, and like um, I'm vegetarian, and I ate. Like, that just wasn't a thing they could really cater for. So I ate rice and dal for every meal, an egg for, for, for three, three, days a day, three meals a day every day. Nice. But that's just what they, they have to do every day. And, yeah. like, I know the effect that had on me. Um, just the very poor. There's really poor people, but who are just so, like, wonderful and kind. And you just really care for them, I guess. And yeah. I don't know. It it's that thing of leaving. Yeah. Sounds not necessarily like you... Uh, I don't know. It sounds. It's, there's there's a few things to me coming across. It sounds almost like you feel guilty, and almost like you didn't feel like you did everything that you could do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I don't. I I actually don't think that's the case. I think quite the opposite. I think you've done everything that you could do. I think also the things that you have done, whether they're even just small things, will have made a big difference. Well, I did in make the future. It, I did. They definitely will make difference because it's those starting points that. Yeah. 
you know, without those sorts of things, there is no starting point for people to make change in that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I and I, I, I pulled my team out and I did. I made it so no one can work in that area again without more research and like. You know, the reason I'm not mentioning the organisation is because I've started a process of investigation, or my whole, you know, my whole team has into the, what happened there, um, and they are taking it seriously. And like, you know, but yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, Do us a favour, James. Do you want to stop and start again? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do it in relays this time. No, I can edit it all together easy. This is one of the things, man. Like, because no. I'm so fucking like green with this whole thing. I'm not a proper record. Like, I'm not. Pr- I'm not a proper producer or like you know, engineer or anything. I've just bought a load of equipment and I'm like, how does this work? No one's told me how it works. It's grassroots. Just sort of figuring it out as I go. And sometimes when I record, I'm like, did that work? Was that the correct thing to do? You know, the crazy thing is though, is that you asked me to go stop and start it exactly ten minutes. After the first time, well, really? you didn't even notice. Blimey! So I know that you don't like to ta- talk about tattoos on these things, but this one on your back's really nice, man. I like Do you it. like it? Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, so a whale jumping out of a paddling pool. Oh, I know what it is. It's just really well done. Yeah, the guy is, was pretty cool. Very nice. So, what's the positive outcomes for you from this whole thing? Yeah, well, I do feel. I think it's small, and I think obviously there was, you know, we pulled out and we're not working there. Um, but I do think we made, you know, some tangible difference to people, and like, um, of course you did. I mean, there's just small things like <laughs> that's like know, that's, that's that's a given that you did on a, a really like a really like like individual kind of like because you do think that you're like, what's the point of this? Like, all this has happened. Like, is it worth putting all these people through all this? Um, but there are like little things like um, we we actually went to another community afterwards and like did a little bit more work and some of the conversations we had there was with a school uh, where it turned out that one of the teachers was kind of inappropriately touching or abusing some of the kids there oh, shit. Um, and we reported that and you know got because it, it I know it's it's funny we're like it's like why do you need people from outside to come in and do this and like I do get that, like, um, cold kind of saviour argument or whatever, but at least from my own experience, it, sometimes it's just that it's so hard for people to actually have connection if they're living in a really small community with um, like the government if it's so far away. and Or even just different ideas. Like, a lot of people, I think, in communities tend to go along with like the the mass idea of what everyone does at the time. Yeah. Like yeah. if if, they, if in those communities, not those specific communities, but in communities in general, yeah. if there's an overarching idea of that's how you, that's how you live, yeah. then people just abide by that. Yeah, regardless. not just that as well, but also like you were saying, the, the sad thing is that in in your experience, there was just a few people of power that were bad people. Yeah. And so in that same scenario, if you're in a town and you have a few people of power that are bad people. They can kind of control what comes in and out of information-wise and how people go about telling other people what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you kind of need an outside source sometimes to yeah. just re reevaluate the whole scenario. I don't think that's a bad situation. Uh, and that's really what I see we were. I don't think we were experts, and I don't think we were coming in there trying to tell anything. We were just an outside voice that just wanted to help. Come in and go, hey, maybe, maybe that's not cool. Yeah. Um, Did you just say the name of the charity then? 
No. No. I thought you did as well for a second. I was yeah, like, are I we going to have to go back to this beeping thing again? I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> very careful. Um, but I mean, as well as that, like the huge focus of what work we're doing, I'm saying is like, yes, it is development work, but it's also um, personal development. And like that is the focus of like, because it is working with uh, young young adults yeah. doing it. Like, well, this is the thing as well. Like, when you say about making difference, like you've possibly even just changed the fact that some of those people have never considered things in that sure. way before, and, I, and now they're considering things in a different way, yeah. and that will perpetuate change later Hon down. Honestly, the, the amount, like, I mean, like seeing kind of the transition of some of my team from the beginning and like at the end, and like how they worked and interacted was like incredible, and like really. I can only imagine what a teacher gets, you know, like at the end of like that, I got to some small degree of that too, because it's like so much more confident, so much more... Proud. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And I think because obviously my team went through a really quite traumatic experience, like um, really came close together and really like, you know, have like kind of friends now, because uh, it's half Bangladeshi, half mm -hmm. uh, UK, so they all really interacted like and you know, we'll stay friends for ages, I think, because of that. Yeah. And I think that is so important in in the UK at the moment with, you know, I'm not to talk about Brexit, but... All just everything, Everything, man. like, just that... Everything, I, I like, there's, there's so, so many polarised attitudes exactly, at the moment. Exactly, It seems to be, like, that people want just, like, these ridiculous fucking absolutes and just yeah. being able to go, this person's good, this person's bad, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's just like, man, nothing's that fucking simple. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Nothing. So I, th I, in terms of what I think, I think, that, I think that's just on its own is so incredible and so like great that you know because it is it's a differed funded project. So that the UK values that and wants to keep doing projects like that. I think it's really good. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I sort of want you to, like, I'll be honest, like, I want you to sort of have a good feeling about it because sometimes it, in oh, talking I, I about it, you kind of, yeah. it, it, it's almost like more of the negative stuff yeah, comes across. Sure. And, like, I guess it will do. You know, I guess that's going to be in the forefront of your mind for a while. Yeah. And that's why, like, when we were talking about it before, like, when we were recording and it crapped out, like, like I said <laughs> to you before, like, I'd definitely get some sort of professional yeah. counselling, some sort of someone to talk to properly about it yeah you know because it might not seem like it might not seem to you at the moment like it's worthwhile but I think over a long term it, I think it would be just in coming to terms with everything yeah and as much as I can sit there and go he definitely did the right thing you know and you can logically know that like we said before feeling it it's different. And feeling like you've done something worthwhile is different as well. Yeah. No, I'd, uh, yeah. It was an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. It's an amazing country. Like it really is. So you were saying before, like you've travelled a lot. Uh, yeah. Fair like, how does how does like how does it compare to a lot of the other places you've been to? What would you say is like the most impressive place? I've been to. Yeah, like, whatever reasons you want, but, like, generally, yeah. for me, the most interesting one is, like, the actual country itself, like, sure. the ge ge geographically, what it's like. Because, like, two of the places I've yeah. been to where I was like, holy fuck, yeah. that's mental. Iceland <laughs> and Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I'd love to go to Iceland. I've never been there. Man, it's mental. Yeah. How does it compare to like other places you've been to um, as a country? Well, uh, our working area, not to sound too negative, but it, it was, yeah, really, really poor. Even for Bangladesh, it was really, really poor. Um, mm -hmm. So it was very grey and, like, dusty and very hot. And, like, like I said, the agriculture was fish farming. Mm -hmm. um, so these, like, ponds dug everywhere. Um, it wasn't very pretty, I guess. Um, but then you saw other parts of Bangladesh, and it was, like, gorgeous. We did, I did travel a bit, um, so we went to a different working community for a little bit and helped out there. Um, that was a lot more, like, green and, like, rice fields and all that kind of. And then Dhaka itself is an amazing, kind of huge city. Um, but, yeah, my, I mean, my, obviously my favourite country is New Zealand in terms of landscape. <laughs> see, I didn't see much of the, like, the landscape in New Zealand because I didn't go to the South Island uh, yeah. or anything like that. I was yeah. just in the North Island. Oh, yeah, because you were saying you grew up in Auckland, didn't you? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love Auckland as well, like all the beaches around there. Um, There's a beach that I went to in Auckland that had black sand, and I was yeah. like, holy fuck, yeah. this is mental. All the West Coast, it's just like kerry-kerry. Why, why is the sand black? They have volcanoes. It was like the gothest yeah. beach in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Did you swim there? No. I just wandered around it and was like literally just making jokes about the uh, black sand and it being well goth. Yeah. And everyone got annoyed because they were like, oh, yeah, we've heard these jokes before. Lol. There's, um, there's a beach there called Piha. And um, I don't know if it's still going, but there, definitely when I was a kid, there's like a show, like a reality TV show called Piha Rescue. Right. And the, um, the premise of this show was literally just them filming the beach on a day um, and all the like surf life-saving they have to go do there uh -huh. because it is so dangerous and like well I mean I love swimming there or, or surfing there um, I'm a terrible surfer I shouldn't really say that on, on a public forum but uh, <laughs> swimming there um, <laughs> but um, did you just have a moment of going like, oh, people are going to hear, hear this, this and they're going to go can't Jesus stand Christ. by that. They're like, he's not. He's, he's not good. No, he's not. So he's you're talking about your pals in New Zealand. Yeah, people in New Zealand do listen to this weirdly uh, enough. Oh well, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Don't apologise. <laughs> Try to take credit for something. Are you one of those people? Like, I met loads of people in New Zealand that had this. Like, there's one person who I know specifically called Josh. I fucking love him. He's brilliant. Yeah. Right. He's just the biggest fucking hippie about surfing you've oh, ever met. Yeah. I remember talking to him and being like. I try, obviously, I've tried surfing yeah. in this country, yeah. and I'm shit at it. Yeah. I got stung by a jellyfish, and I was like, nope, I'm out, I'm done. Yeah. Right? I, can't, I can't stand up. You got up. stung by jellyfish in this country? Yeah. Where, in, 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 I was in, in Cornwall, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was like off the coast of Cornwall. My mate got stung by a weaver fish, and we had to call an ambulance because yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah. he went into like anaphylactic shock yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, um, so I've done it once, and I remember talking to Josh about it, and I was like, Nah, fuck that. Yeah. Surfing's nah, rubbish. Just, you're just definitely going to die surfing. Yeah. Something's going to kill you. And Josh, <laughs> Josh would always get this like, but it's so spiritual, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I spoke to one of the things that I remember him saying to me was he was like, man, if I, don't, if I just don't feel the ocean <laughs> around me, then I just don't feel like I'm really living. Yeah. Or something like that. And I was just like, I'm in props to him, to be fair. All right, mate. <laughs> Are you one of those people? Are you one of those like... I swim a lot. I love the you sea. You just feel the movements of the ocean, man. That's the only thing about being in London. It's just, I miss the sea. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I, when I was a bit young, well, when I was like 18, I was on a, like a proper like 70s uh, longboard. Right. And like took quite a big wave and then, popped into it and then like bailed out and then was like came up and I like, was like where's my board and then uh, literally just 
crack my head open, like smack down on me. It um, landed on you. Yeah, it landed on me, but it's like made of kind of wood, so it was like solid. Yeah, it fucked me up. And then I got concussion, and I was like bleeding everywhere. But I was, I was um, it was actually in Cornwall. It was done in yeah. Um, Tom Cornwall sounds like a fucking death trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, but uh. <laughs> I mean, I used to yeah, like that was my that was my family holiday. Yeah, every year, yeah, holidays was Cornwall, but. I was coming out and it was like sunset. It was beautiful and I was just covered in blood everywhere. Um, and I was you quite paint a wonderful picture. I know. Yeah. It was Fucking gnarly waves. <laughs> but I was like trying to come out and obviously concussed and like choking on water and blood everywhere. And then I remember it was um, on Porthmere Beach or Porthminster, I think. I always get this too confused. Um, and they were having like, they often get like wedding photography there. Yep. Um, and it was like a lovely sunset. So you have these like wedding couple like, having like photos yeah. taken. And you're covered in blood. Well, it gets worse because I come out and I'm like, yeah, like my head's like, yeah, got massive split and there's like blood dripping down it. And I'm a bit like delirious. And I'm like, see them. And I come up to them and like, oh, I hit my head. Like, yeah, I was. I was like, can you help me? I'm like, you know, I'll be fine. But like, I was a bit like, you know, freaked out. Yeah, yeah. And the photographer just asked me to get out of shot. What Amazing. the fuck? Yeah, what dickhead? I know. It's kind of funny, like later, but. It's like, man, I'm on a job here. <laughs> Makes for a good story, but yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, sorry, mate. He's a twat. <laughs> sorry about your fucking shitty wedding photos. It's uh, just me. I hope they. I'd love it if there was just, just me coming, like, trailing this massive board, blood <laughs> dripping down me, like, in the back of these legs. Well, man, like, when you come. Yeah, like, I would just run into the background. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was in the photo. Yeah, I can really. just imagine, like, how much fucking blood there would be as well. Yeah, it was a my, lot. I remember when I was at school, my friend, right, Jay, uh, Jason, yeah. he. Uh, we were learning, you know, when you do like the tumble turns in swimming pools. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. were learning how to oh, do that. No. And he just swam like wasn't paying to enough attention as no. to how close he was. No. And just you know when you do the tumble turn, you yeah. have to properly like duck your head in straight away first. He just smashed his nose on the bar. Jesus. Like just head butted the bar Jesus. on the edge of the swimming pool, and it broke his nose and the fucking blood just everywhere. Like I remember when he got out of the pool, like because obviously it mixes with the water. It was just like. All the girls ran away crying and screaming. And yeah. I, like, I've never seen someone covered in so much blood. So I can imagine, like, when you come out of the, the sea... Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> a trail of it. The thing is, like, the annoying thing... It did give me concussion, so it was serious. But then you have, like, this... Like, I had this, like, kind of scar, but it wasn't that bad. It was just, like, a little... Like, didn't look too bad. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is rubbish. I've probably sold this too much to everyone I've talked to. Where's your little scar? It's not there anymore. It's gone. But it was proper... They can cut, like, cuts on your head can bleed a lot. Like, I've yeah. got a scar, like, still on my eyebrow from when I was a kid, because I did, uh, on my bicycle, I did a wheelie up a hill, and I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> fucking idiotic, man. Cheers, mate. Up a hill? Cheers. Did you not think about that? Well, I do now. <laughs> at the, the time, hill's up. At the time, How could you go not. up when you're already going up? All oh, right, I get it. I know now. At the time, I was just like, I'm going up a hill. Do you know I'd be really sick going up this hill doing a wheelie? Yeah. I, I agree with the logic, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, fair you I can't argue with yeah, that. Uh, that I, did, I did the wheelie. and yeah. uh, my bike. To be fair, it probably did look sick as well. Well, it looked stupid. That's what it looked. My bike obviously flew upwards and over, and then the bike landed <laughs> on top of me and split like, just on my eyebrow. And I don't know if you can see it, but one of my eyebrows has got a little scar on it. Like this right. end, one yeah, of them, yeah. I think it's. I can't yeah, remember. Man, if you don't know, then I'm not going to be able to see. I can't you know, remember. So. There's like a little tiny, like line scar in my eyebrow, and that cut is so small. It fucking bled so much. I thought I was. I thought I was going to die because there was so much blood in my eyes. I could see through this red glaze of blood, and yeah. everything was red. And I was like, I'm dying. 
I'm nine years old and I'm dying. <laughs> Oh, mate, what good podcast that was. How good was that? Yeah, I was excited about it too. Anyway, if you've enjoyed it as much as I have, which I clearly have, uh, click a like button, comment, subscribe, do all those things. I don't know which platform you're listening on, but there's different things for each one. Do one of them. Just do something. Five-star review if you're on iTunes. Cool, that'd be nice. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye.